You've tuned into another episode of Radio Free HPC, the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and a variety of high-tech topics. I'm Dan Olds from Intersect 360 Research, joined as always by my co-hosts, Henry Newman of Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and our near-millennial standout, Jesse Lanham. In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another scintillating episode of Radio Free HPC. I am on the road this week. It's usually Henry, right, Henry? It's usually me. It's usually you, but I am firmly ensconced in the fourth floor of the Lafayette, Indiana Residence Inn. I am out here to see one Ms. Jessie F. Lanham be commissioned as a lieutenant in the United States Marine Corps. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing dandy, Dan. Thank you for coming all the way out here. And you get to see what a lovely place West Lafayette is. And you I know, say that with no sarcasm because it is lovely. I, if I stand on my tiptoes in my room on the fourth floor, I think I can see the outskirts of Nashville. It is flat Dan, here. Dan, I want to point out, I'm pretty sure you're in West Lafayette, not Lafayette. And you're, He's actually you know, in Lafayette. Au contraire, Henry. Unlike He's in Lafayette, you, actually. Reporting from Las Cruces, New Mexico, I am actually in Lafayette, not West Lafayette, <laughs> from your survivalist bunker. West Lafayette is pretty bunker. much just Purdue, and then like the small neighborhoods right around Purdue. Yeah, I think Lafayette. And Jesse, are you going to be what commissioner? Is it first or second lieutenant? It's second lieutenant. Okay, got to so start Dan, somewhere. Again, yeah, I just wanted to make everybody aware of what's going on. I just said lieutenant. I didn't specify, but yeah, I didn't think that's I needed fine. to. People who know military stuff will know, and then those that don't are like, ah, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not quite – is that the butter bar or is that a it rank is, below? It the is the, no, it is the butter it bar. Is, it is the butter bar. Okay. Yeah. And you go from there to creamy nougat? <laughs> no, from there you go to first lieutenant, which is the silver bar. Silver bar. Yes. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, great. There are big doings in our industry, and biggest one right now is that NVIDIA and Bright Computing announced that NVIDIA is buying Bright Computing. Henry, can you talk a little bit about Bright, or you want me to? I think you should, Dan, and I'll do color commentary. Ah, okay. I'll interrupt you as need be. As opposed to usually when none of us do color commentary. Yes, when we're all constantly interrupting. Bright Computing has been around uh, since 2009. They were broken out of, boy, who were they broken out of? They were a larger part of a, of a different organization, but they're privately held. And they work with about yeah, five to 700 organizations worldwide. We don't know exactly who or what because they're a privately owned company. They make their most popular product in HPC is the cluster manager. They have a whole suite of cluster management software tools. And we don't know the purchase price, but I'm going to estimate it's, I'm going to estimate it's over a billion, maybe significantly over that. Why do so you estimate what, that, Dan? What, what's your basis of that? Simple, wild-ass guess. Okay. Just because you're an industry analyst and you just make stuff up as you go along? I don't make it all up as I go along. The art of being an industry analyst is knowing what to make up as you go along. 
Okay. Just checking. But yeah, I well, can't say an awful lot about it because they are uh, a client of ours. Well, I guess I would say, or, or you know, my comment to you, Dan, would be: this means Nvidia is really going after the storage market, as server, you know, server market, the install market. Yep. 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 They're going yep. after everything. They're going after the, the enterprise data center. Absolutely, and uh, this is something that um, I've thought for the past. Oh, I, I think actually since they bought Mellanox, that they're going to drive to the hoop in the server business. Well, the question they is, pro- what is NVIDIA mm-hmm. not going after at this point? Well, oh. they're not they're not going to be going after, in my opinion, ARM because it'll be it's squelched. <laughs> but other that's than that, true. that's the only thing I can think of. Who I don't see them going after. Grasp? I don't see them going after like the USB cable market, for instance. I don't see them making mouse pads. I don't see him making mice. But <laughs> other than that, I think it's fair game. And who knows, Henry, maybe on the storage front at some point. Don't know. They are a disruptive technology and been disruptive in the computing industry for the last five to seven years. They've disrupted the marketplace with what they've done. And they've been very successful at it. And, you know, they, who knows what they'll do next. This is the step that puts them in my mind, completely over the line into being a server vendor that, you know, they could argue and did because I I would ask them at every opportunity, you know, are you a server vendor? And they would say, no, 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 we sell everything through partners and uh, we love our partners and that's great. And they do. And they, of course, would sell GPUs and then later on InfiniBand stuff to all the other OEMs. But now that they have what will be their own systems management, cluster management software suite, this puts them right in the place where they can go from soup to nuts, just add storage type of server vendor. And there is no, the last server vendor that had storage was IBM in 2001 when they they sold their storage division to HGST, to Hitachi. Mm -hmm. So there is no server vendor with storage at, you know, you know, Intel has made some SSDs, but in terms of a sole storage line, there there is none. But you're absolutely right, Dan. And again, it's difficult to always, you know, two weeks in a row to agree with you, but you're absolutely right. I know. I thought Cray had some unique storage things. No? Cray built some unique storage things. Well, back in the 80s, they did. Well, but they yeah, bought- I know that, but I thought more recently. They well, they didn't make the storage; they integrated it. Okay. So I have a business question. Yeah. And with Nvidia essentially, you know, gobbling up, we keep hearing this. You know, Nvidia acquires this, or Nvidia attempts to acquire this. Is there a point where they could get in trouble, or they could almost be like, when do you become a monopoly if they continue this like uh, amalgamation of more and more companies? Could this land them in some sort of hot water? Like, when when do they kind of stop? If that's the question. That's a long ways down the road. It would be different, for instance, let's say that Intel tried to buy NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. There could be some real questions there because NVIDIA has such a large chunk of the accelerator market and a large chunk of the high-performance interconnect market. But you have to be, you know, in an Intel-like position to be able to attach that kind of scrutiny. Now, Let's reverse that a little bit and take a look, as we've discussed, NVIDIA's attempt to purchase ARM. That would have put them 
in a monopoly-like position with a large, large chunk, the largest sector of the cell phone and tablet business, for instance. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's drawing such uh, scrutiny. Yeah, I I agree with Dan. It, it's going would take a taking uh, buying small companies. You're never. I don't think there's been an antitrust rejection for a large company buying a small company. I think it has to when a large company takes over a complete industry, then or you know that doesn't change the ecosystem buying a small company. Buying ARM does. Okay, noted. This this has been a good MBA style antitrust lesson. For those of us that are not, you know, seeped in the business world. Yeah, it, it would take an awful lot for them to get there. Now, if let's say they were going to try and buy the um, GPU division of AMD, something that would never happen, but let's just say that that did happen, that would be an antitrust problem. I Yep, exactly. Implications of this are interesting. I'm trying to think, and, and actually, I would recommend that people go out and read up on this. And TPM wrote, in his usual style, a very comprehensive article about this. And he points out that the one thing that, or one thing that, that NVIDIA is missing and may be looking for is something along the lines of adding composability features to their stack. And there are some companies out there that are doing that and that are already close partners with NVIDIA. Dan, so, for those who don't know, who's TPM? Please tell us. Oh, Timothy Prickett Morgan. Uh, Timothy Prickett Morgan, the dean of uh, high-tech journalists, at least in our share of the market. But interesting stuff. And you got to wonder how this will impact. Uh, does Bright become sort of the house brand for NVIDIA in terms of management that they recommend? Or do they still sell freely and openly to all of uh, the other competitors? Unknown. Well, I'm, sure, I'm, sure the answer, I'm sure the answer will be the other competitors will immediately begin development or finding something else because, you know, that's what usually happens in our industry and in most industries when the, you know something like this happens. You don't want to feed someone who is increasingly a direct competitor. Correct. Whether you're in the food industry or the medical industry or the computer industry, whatever the industry is. And yet there really isn't a substitute for, for instance, InfiniBand or a substitute you know for an uh, NVIDIA GPU right now. And, and I underline that, right now. Exactly. And that's the, I think the point you just made is that's what happens and how innovation happens is when companies get pushed against the wall, no matter what the industry is, when your supplier becomes your competitor, that's when change happens and the in other competitors are created. Everybody wants to protect, and then going down the business lesson again, Jesse, everybody wants to protect their share of the wallet with the customer. And the greater the wallet share you have, the greater account control you have, and the more wallets you'll be able to get into. And Jesse, remember, listen to Dan, I don't have an MBA. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Well, that, that analogy tracks. Be NVIDIA, grab everyone's wallets. 
something something pickpocket analogy wait uh, that and it's it's funny though is because you look back at for instance uh transaction that really brings this home was ibm selling off their x86 business to lenovo Mm-hmm. who, by the way, has done really well with it from the PCs on up through HPC, has done very well with that. But IBM did it because they were guided by other MBAs who were wrong, who said that we only want to sell the high margin stuff, the highly profitable stuff, and we're not making much money on this x86 stuff. We don't have a lot of differentiation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they opted to radically reduce their wallet share and look where they are now yeah and 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 they they started that process i believe in 2001 when they got rid of their storage building you know their disk drive division Mm -hmm. and it it continued that they were you know so jesse this is a you know a very long history of doing that yes and then they were making the move you know saying hey wait a minute software is where the money's at Let's get rid of more of this hardware stuff and let's just sell software. To me, it's like an auto parts store that has a team of MBAs going through and finding out that, hey, guess what? We make our biggest margin on lug nuts. That is our biggest margin by far. So let's stop selling tires. Let's stop selling wheels. Let's give all that shelf space over to lug nuts. (laughs) And they lose out on the bigger deals because of that. Yep. Yep. Totally agree, Dan. Good, Ooh, good analogy. Lessons, this, this episode. Yes, uh, next lecture will be starting up. We'll have <laughs> another lecture in the continuing series, Business Knowledge from Dan Holtz. So let's talk about something else. Everybody talks about the weather, as they say, and no one does anything about it. Noah wants to do something about it in a big way. There's a story in HPC Wire about Noah wanting to not just double their budget, not quadruple it. They want to go up 100x on their is HPC the, the, budget. Is it the, oh, the HPC power, yes. not necessarily their budget, Dan. Uh, yeah, HPC computing power. Oh, yeah. But if they were going to do it all today, it'd be their it'd HPC be, budget. It'd be a yeah. lot. <laughs> Correct. So, Henry, I think you read the whole report. What you take from that? What are you, what are you thinking? You know the weather. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't know how they get there. From that report, the report has a lot of things that you have to say when you're delivering something to Congress and, and trying to get budget. But at least for the you know the lay HPC person, or maybe the you know more geeky HPC person, it doesn't say how they're going to do it, what changes they need in the model, what changes they need uh, for satellite for you know initial conditions and getting all the data. They there's a lot of discussion about you know the fundamentals at you know 50,000 foot level but no real path that I that I read on how they really do what they do what, what they do and why they really need it. Mhm. Dan? Mhm. I agree with you. I read through some of the report, goodly amount of it. A lot of buzzwords, a lot of of talk about how knowing the weather and more about it and its impacts and all that would be great for a vast number of constituencies, but not a lot of specifics. And maybe this isn't the place, maybe this isn't the form that they use for getting to specifics. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the pre-call, and I've been thinking about it since that. And 
as I said in the pre-call, this is this is the external output to the the non-geek, you know, Congress and the budget people and OMB and stuff like that. I suspect there is probably another report for those that uh, geek out on weather to really justify things. But this this public statement doesn't tell us anything of why, Dan. And you're absolutely right. So, dear NASA, please please release the geek report. So that we can have our questions answered. Yeah, or just, you don't have to release it, but just send it to me. Yeah, personally. Yeah, just say it to Henry. Yeah. Well, you know what that brings us to? Henry, I ask you this question all the time. Is there any reason why nobody should ever be online this week, ever? (laughs) It just keeps getting better. So let me read the quote I, I found. And by, mind you, I'll, I'll be honest to everybody, I have a QNAP, but it's not on the internet. And this came out on threatpost.com, and I saw it a couple other places. And from QNAP themselves, get your internet-exposed network-attached NAS storage device off the internet now, says Taiwanese manufacturer QNAP warns that ransomware and brute force attacks are widely targeting all network devices. And they don't know what the cause is, but they're attacking everything if you're on the internet. Now, this happened, if you remember, we had actually did a show on it back in April, and I had multiple backups of my QNAP, and I was able not to pay the ransomware. But this has multiple implications, in my opinion. It means that, that there are other hackers going after small business. And that's a problem because small business has less of ability to recover from an attack and has more dramatic impact to their business because it'll take them longer to recover. So, you know, this is going to affect all small businesses that use NAS. Secondly, you know, we don't know what's happened with other NAS vendors. I mean, this could be happening elsewhere, but it's very depressing that you know, they're, these NAS vendors, you know, QNAP had this back in uh, April and we're now back the first year, nine months later, and they haven't solved their problems. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have uh, three NAS platforms at home and I don't have any of them exposed to the internet. And when I want to get to them, I expose the server that they're attached to, to the internet using wait a minute, why am I telling all you 16 people what I'm using? No reason to tell you that, but there are services out there that I pay for, that I trust, that have been secure, that I use to get in so I can get to the system. Then the system gets to the NASs. I think that's the right way to do it. Correct. I would agree with that. Although you didn't do it that way, but you didn't have a system at home. I did not have a system at home. I didn't do it that way, but now... I am not even doing that. I'm more secure than that. I am not on the internet. I have different methods for getting to my data. Nicely done. Jesse, you're going to have to learn these lessons as well. (laughs) True. Well, Henry's a good teacher when it comes to never being on the internet. Henry is belt suspenders plus duct tape. He does not play around when it comes to this stuff. Yep. So that brings us, if you can hear that noise in the background, to the catch of the week. You got anything, Jesse? I do not have anything specifically HPC related. It's been a bit of a wild week leading up to commissioning and getting all that paperwork and report date stuff nailed down. So that is my excuse. I got into an argument with a guy on the on a, the plane coming <laughs> out here 
Yes, he did. That, that mentioned that he was ex-military, and I said, that's great. I said, I'm going out to a commissioning ceremony for a new uh, lieutenant. He said, what branch? I said, Marines. And he looks at me and essentially says, no, I meant what branch, dumbass? And I said, Marines. And he goes, that's not a branch. And I'm like, huh, okay. And he continued to argue it. And he asked what branch, he said, what branch means is what she's going to actually do in the service. I said, supercomputers and stuff. And then pulled my um, Bose Quiet Comfort 3 headset on and uh, <laughs> shunned him for the rest of the flight. I am, meanwhile, getting texts from Dan this entire time. And I'm like, he comes out to visit and he immediately gets into an argument with the first person he sits next to on the plane. I know. It's just, just I know. classic Dan. So I am thrilled to introduce Dan to the rest of my friends and family because oh, this it's going to be a, this gonna is gonna go be a laugh so riot. Well. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a huge win for you and your family. Next <laughs> week, catch of the week, my trauma appointment. Yes. So my go oh, go ahead, Henry. You have a catch, Dan. I know. I do, I do, and we talked about it. The kind folks over at Norton have decided to help us out and help themselves out, basically uh, helping themselves out by including a crypto miner inside the newest version of Norton Antivirus. What the hell? Who? But then, who thought who that was a money? good idea on their you development staff? Yeah. You get the money, Dan, or Norton? I think you have to give them a taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think you get part of it, but you got to give them a taste. And it's going to be, having done a little mining in my time with uh, Cyclops, the one node to rule them all, that it's going to be an infinitesimal, which I'm not pronouncing correctly, taste for the customer, but if you put this on millions of clients, Norton could do quite well. This sounds like the Richard Pryor thing. This is a Richard Pryor thing from Superman, where it yes. was like a half a penny. You for those who remember the old, old Superman from Richard Richard Pryor thing. You take half a penny from every account or from every transaction, and pretty soon, real soon, that adds up to real money. Yeah. That is Norton's game here. You can opt out, but I imagine that it's probably buried pretty deeply in the uh, instructions, but a Google search will tell you how. Now, me, I opted out of Norton security products quite a ways back. Actually, it was documented on this show because I got a zero-day Russian hack. Remember that, Henry? Yes, I do that was just playing strange music and BBC news through my system <laughs> at random times. That's all it did. <laughs> so good. And I had, I had that's all it did that he knows about Jesse. That I know about. Yeah. It was yes, a complete correct. distraction. We know it's doing other things, but I had the full meal deal from Norton. And after them being in my system for two days, not the Russians, Norton. Well, the Russians were already there. Well, yeah, the Russians, Russians were, already were there, there longer. <laughs> And I let Norton crawl around in there for a couple of days. And they came back and said, uh, yeah, that's kind of rough. Don't really know how to help you. I said, well, wait a minute. You've got a guarantee that you can solve anything. Well, yeah, except this. Where does it say except this? <laughs> well, that's in the fine print. Uh, 
<laughs> so that prompted me to make a big move with all the systems. And then there was a pop-up that said, switch to Kapersky. He clicked on it, and he's been <laughs> fine ever since. No, no, no. Actually, if, if we're getting personal, I am a malware bytes guy, and I've been very happy with that. So, Henry, you got a catch? I've got no catch. That, that I was so obsessed with the QNAP thing that it, it, hurt, my, it hurt me. It was so bad. I just love it that they explicitly tell you, do not use these features that we put together and that we use to sell these systems. Do yes. not use them. <laughs> do not. You are doomed if you do. And I also have the competing brand Synology. I haven't heard of any problems from on the Synology side with this stuff. Un, but as I said, we shall see, though, Dan. I'm sure that see. there's... Synology is not as big as QNAP, especially in Asia and stuff. And I think that's why the, the target was Asian businesses. Hmm. Well, the fullness of time will tell the story. Yes, it will. Okay, let's do some housekeeping. We are getting extremely close on our email count for our contest. Just to recap, we're running a massive contest. And the 19th, 23rd, and 29th, emails that we receive at podcast at radiofreehbc.com will win one of these prizes. 19th prize, eh, it's going to be a mixed bag. You know, <laughs> we'll see what you get. The 23rd will receive some nice swag, but also a, ah, we didn't have you autograph it, Henry. We should have. But Henry Newman's personal defense choice for home defense against flying insects. And it is a killer. The top prize, the 29th email, will receive a little bit of swag, but will receive a brand new, fantastic Microsoft Surface Go 2 tablet with keyboard, with stylus, the whole nine yards. And that is yeah, $550 retail value, maybe a little north of that. So that's for the 29th emailer. So send those emails in now. We're going to be closing this out by the time we do the next show. Any questions? No? Well, next time we talk to you, we will have winners for the contest, and Jesse will be a newly minted Marine Corps second lieutenant. And Henry, you'll just be a bit older. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so, Dan. I hope I'm here and I'm a bit older. And we will reveal the gifts that I have secreted away in my luggage for Jesse from Henry and I. I'm a little afraid. You're going to like them, Jesse? Yeah, you should be a little afraid. That's, yeah, right, that's Jesse, the right stance. Jesse, you should be afraid of what Dan did, not me, just so you know. I'm always afraid of what Dan does, as we've proclaimed on the show already. <laughs> yeah, but you know what a weird cat Henry is. He might have just gotten you some memorabilia back from the punch card days or something. <laughs> you never know. Or it could be just, you know, scorpions. In a jar. That In a jar. Cool. That would actually, that would be really cool. That would be cool. So this will happen on Saturday morning. And then uh, followed by what? Just an all-day drunk, Jesse? Absolutely Although not. you don't drink? Okay. <laughs> Speaking for myself. Yes. It'll be an all-day drunk after that. Yep. Excellent. Well, thank you all for listening out there. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We need more listeners. 
we believe we're back up to 16, but we'd like to see that get even higher. Anyway, so we'll be right back at you next week with more content from Radio Free HPC. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we will talk soon. Bye-bye. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. Reach out to us on email at podcast at Radio Free HPC or via Twitter at Radio Free HPC. As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thanks again for listening.